Hey folks, I'm Pastor Eric Tritton from Gloria Day Lutheran Church in Hudson, Ohio, and this is a weekly word. Thanks for being with me. Today, I want to talk with you about one of my all-time favorite Advent hymns. Uh, I remember singing this when I was a little boy. It is just one of those hymns that always, um, I'm always excited to sing it when we get to the Advent season. And the hymn is, uh, on Jordan's Bank, The Baptist Cry. Now, Probably you should clarify a couple of things. Uh, when I was a kid, I remember you know, wondering why are the Baptists crying on the banks of the Jordan? Uh, but that, uh, that Baptist is uh, actually the possessive of uh, John the Baptist. And he is the one that is actually crying out on the banks of the Jordan River. A very important message, the Lord is near. Uh, I, I've always enjoyed the lyrics of this song. I've always enjoyed the melody. It's one of these songs that it just kind of dances. Sometimes when we sing hymns, uh, they're difficult. They come from a, a time in the past with people who had different sensibilities in terms of how they wanted their music to sound uh, and the like. Um, but this one, it really translates very easily. Uh, it's it's almost like a waltz feel, uh, that kind of 3-3 type of time uh, as you go through it. And just very, very accessible and very joyful and playful. And I think that's important in the Advent season too. Um, Advent can be kind of heavy. Uh, it, it can be a, a time of reflection, and it's definitely a time of repentance. But on Jordan's Bank, the Baptist cry, while it has that theme of repentance in it, and that sense of preparing our hearts and our minds to welcome Christ, uh, there's also very clearly the sense that this is good news, that Christ the Savior has come. So, um, on Jordan's Bank, the Baptist cry, uh, John the Baptist, I mentioned earlier, who was he? Um, you can read about him in Luke chapter 1, at least uh, how he came into being, uh, and a, a little bit more about him in the rest of the Gospels. Mark chapter 1 um, has part of his ministry as well, but he is the forerunner for Jesus. Uh, he is somebody who was predicted to be born. Uh, he was born of elderly parents, kind of like Abraham and Sarah had Isaac. Zechariah and Elizabeth were old couple uh, who had never had children. And an angel of the Lord appeared to Zechariah in the temple and said, you're going to have a son. And uh, and he is this, this forerunner. He's the one who's going to prepare the way for the Lord. And the way that John did that is he went out into the wilderness and he preached. He preached a message that was basically, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Which I love that because the very first message that Jesus preaches after his baptism, after fasting in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights is, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So John's message is very much that the Lord is nigh. Um, that's kind of an older English word, um, but that the Lord is near, that the kingdom is at hand. And so maybe ask what kingdom, uh, this kingdom of heaven, a lot of times we associate it with power, but I, I really think that this is a message that the Savior has come or is coming. Um, the, the kingdom means that God is coming in his grace to bring forgiveness and life and salvation for his people. 
And, and so the hymn says, awake and hearken. You know, wake up. Pay attention to what's going on around. The world has a way of um, lulling us to sleep. You know, uh, the, the Who have a, a song uh, where they, they have a lyric that says, you know, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. And I think that sometimes we go through life that way, that just there's nothing new and we just kind of day by day by day. And when the John the Baptist cries out at the Jordan's bank and says, you know, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, he is saying something new is happening. And even Jesus in his ministry, when he's talking about the end times, he, he says, you know, stay awake, be alert. Uh, salvation is at work. Sometimes we don't see it. Sometimes it's difficult for us because we're so enmeshed in the things that are going on in the world. But he says, no, pay attention. I'm doing my work to bring salvation to people, bring salvation to you. And he says in the hymn, he says, hearken, which again, we don't use that kind of language, but basically it means listen, listen, hear. And uh, it makes me think of John 10, 10, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. And all throughout the scriptures, um, faith is tied to this idea of listening and hearing God's word, hearing what the prophets proclaimed, hearing what the law says, hearing what God says in the gospel to his people. So he, he's basically saying, wake up, listen. God is doing something powerful and wonderful for you. And he speaks of glad tidings of the King of Kings. And again, Jesus coming is good news. Now, when you hear that phrase, King of Kings, or that title, King of Kings, just because the King of Kings comes, that doesn't necessarily uh, imply that it's good for you that he's coming. You know, kings come to judge. Kings come to set things in order the way that they want them to be. But when this King of Kings comes, he comes to bring forgiveness and salvation. And so he calls us to repentance. Uh, and the way the hymn puts it, it says, Cleansed be every life from sin, make straight the way for God within. We're responding to this good news that the, the Savior is coming to us. And so how, how should you live in light of that? We change. We, we mold our lives or we seek to mold our lives to the model that God has called us to. Recognizing that first and foremost that the model of our life as a, a Christian in this world is that we live as people who are forgiven. The kingdom of heaven has come. We are people who have received grace. And as you go through the hymn, it ends with a beautiful doxology, you know, giving praise to God for his salvation. And all three persons of the Trinity are mentioned there. That's what a doxology generally is in a Christian hymn. And it's always important to remember that when it comes to salvation, that this isn't just the work of one person of the Trinity. It's God in his unity that's doing this work. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit come to save us. I mean, Jesus is the one that's physically incarnate among us, but it's their will, the will of the Father, the will of the Son, and the will of the Holy Spirit to bring forgiveness and life and salvation to us and to deliver it to us and for us to receive it by faith. 
So this is, this is a joyful message of, of salvation proclaimed in advance. The Savior is coming. And it is a message of salvation for us to hold on to even now. The Savior has come. And so I, I hope that you'll give it, uh, give it a listen. Um, uh, the lyrics are also on the, uh, the blog post page, and you can read them there. You know, pull out your hymnal. Uh, LSB 344, I believe, is the right number. Um, sing it. You know, it's, a, it's a lovely hymn. And awake and hearken, for he brings glad tidings of the King of Kings. Before I go, I want to mention another opportunity for you to hearken, uh, that is to hear God's word. Uh, here at Gloria Day, we are going to do a read through the Bible across the next 18 months. Um, yeah, I know that a lot of times people try to do that in a year. Um, I've, I've done it in a year. It, it takes a lot of reading and, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Good for you if you if that's what you do. Um, but I also know that sometimes that can become such a burden. I decided that I would like to approach this uh, on a reading schedule of five days a week. And each week I'll provide a email with a little bit of encouragement, a little bit of insight into the text, and some prayer requests. Uh, so if you are interested in joining me in this, uh, reach out. You can reach me through the uh, uh, the church website, uh, www.gloriadeihudson.org. And um, we'd love to hear from you and uh, have you be part of this, uh, this reading plan. You know, we've got a new year coming up. A lot of times people look at their New Year's resolutions and they say, well, I want to spend more time in the Bible, want to spend more time in prayer. So this might be a good opportunity for you. You know, so join us and read the whole Bible in 18 months. Uh, anyhow, if this was a blessing for you, please like it, share it, help other people find it. Um, and uh, I hope you'll come back next week. God's blessings. Mm -hmm.